0: Welcome to the podcast series, Withers Talks Art. I'm Diana Warbicki, the global head of the Withers Art Law Group, and I'm delighted to be hosting this podcast series. In these podcasts, I have the pleasure of asking art-related questions to my Withers colleagues from around the globe. Here with me today, I have Julia Cipollini, a partner from our Milan office. Julia advises high net worth Italian and foreign individuals, sports personalities, and creative individuals in the art and fashion world. Today, we are going to be discussing various trends in art and fashion law. Before we begin our conversation, I would like to remind you that everything discussed in this podcast is for informational purposes only, and we are not providing any legal advice. Hello, Julia. Hi. The parallels in terms of the art industry and the fashion industry, one of the things that we've been seeing is that in the art world, it's very common for artists to create catalog resumes so there can be an archive and a record of their collections. And we were talking about this, and in thinking of fashion also as art, I was wondering if that was something that was happening in the fashion world. Julia, could you tell us a little bit about how fashion houses store
1: and record their collections? The creation of archives in the fashion world is a trend in Italy as well. We are assisting a lot of fashion brands uh, that are building their archive because the feeling of uh, investing in the creation of the archive of the fashion brand uh, uh, strains the fashion brand itself. So um, we are supporting several brands uh, in creating the right entity for their archive and legal ownership of that archive. That'll
0: be really interesting to see and whether they decide to track the ownership the same way that we do in the art worlds Because it would be really fascinating to see who owns that particular couture dress from that particular season. I think would be really interesting to have that type of provenance information.
1: Also because historically, uh, part of the archive has been sold to to a museum, for example, so the fashion brand cannot be the owner of the full archive, maybe it can be the owner just of part of the archive, for example, of the fashion brands.
0: And hopefully that facilitates, now that we're seeing museums do more exhibitions related to fashion, I know we had the Dior exhibition in London very recently, if you have a catalog resume, I think that will help in terms of tracking and
1: museums being able to get hold of certain pieces for their exhibitions. And blockchain, new technologies, can absolutely support fashion brands in trying to track their archive in the future. It's another area where new technology can have a strong impact in the fashion world. It'll be really interesting
0: to see where we take that. I know we're also looking at the blockchain technology on the art side. And in in talking about these museums and exhibitions and collections, I think it's very interesting in Italy in particular that we're seeing these fashion houses invest in creating their own museum, Prada being one example. Can you tell us a little bit more about what these fashion houses are doing, what these museums
1: are doing? definitely is a trend also in Italy we're assisting several uh, fashion brands that are creating their own separate entity um, patch of museum or foundation or charities uh, investing in in arts uh, and in arranging art exhibitions sometimes they are creating their separate brand uh, and separate IPs um, for these um, other activity Prada is an example where Prada Foundation is becoming really important and really professional well-known in the art world more than the Prada brand itself. Gucci is another brand that is investing a lot in creating the museum. They have created their own museum in Florence. We are seeing a lot of brands creating their own museum, their own foundation, their or their own charity. And another trend we are seeing is that they are investing in supporting young designers in order to keep the fashion world more accessible from new designer and new talents. I love that
0: aspect of it and also that I see these fashion companies trying to keep things accessible by also reaching out to young artists and collaborating with artists. That has also been fascinating to see the creative forces on both sides and the brands and the images. We look forward to seeing more of that in the future as well. Talking about Italy specifically now in the art space, we've talked about tax incentives, some that have been established, some that are coming our way. Julia, can you talk to us a little bit about the tax incentives for the creative economy in Italy right now?
1: We have a a lot of tax incentives and tax advantages for startups basically. startup, especially involved in innovation and technology. This is affecting the art world and the fashion world as well. So we're seeing that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and companies are now interested in knowing more about the tax incentives uh, in connection with startup and innovation and new technology both in the art sector and in the fashion sector. These new trends has been confirmed in two thousand. 2019 budget law that has definitely increased the tax incentives for individuals and corporations investing in innovative startups. But we do have another specific favorable regime for companies and individuals that would like to support culture through charitable donations. We have a specific regime that is called art bonus. It's becoming very popular. Individuals, business and nonprofit organization can claim a tax credit that is equal to 60% of the charitable contribution made toward a public cultural heritage. We had a lot of fashion brands that take advantage of this art bonus mechanism. Fendi, Bulgari, Diesel, Tod's uh, has invested in a lot of public cultural heritage that has included the Colosseum, the Trevi Fountain in Rome, and more recently the Ferragamo family invested in the renovation of a public sculpture in Florence. It's great to see those tax incentives towards
0: this creative economy. And Italy has always been known as a country that has a very strong pride in their cultural heritage. That is an area that can be tricky for some collectors when collectors are asked to lend to a museum in Italy or when they buy a home in Italy and they want to bring some of their collection into the country. Or when they're looking at classic artworks and looking at things from the Roman time period and whether or not they want to bid on something at auction, it really is a consideration of, well, what position is Italy going to take? If I brought something in the country for a request to have it be publicly exhibited, and am I going to be able to get it out of the country? Or if I bring it into my home there, am I going to be able to get out of the country?
1: What are you seeing in that space? What are things that we should be thinking about? It's definitely an important part of the pre-planning, so they have to find the right advisor. When a client is uh, thinking about bringing a piece of art uh, into Italy, and now Italy is attracting a lot of relocations because we have several tax incentives also for relocating people into the Italian territory, there are, let's say, the usual suspects, so um, uh, insurance coverage, sales tax, VAT implication, import and export duties but also we have the cultural heritage uh, restriction. And it's very important to double check carefully the, the potential impact of such legislation before bringing any piece of art to Italy. For example, we had a very funny case, not for the client, unfortunately, where the Italian competent authority decided that uh, few letters uh, from an Italian entrepreneur that has an historical, general historical value uh, in his childhood uh, were of uh, uh, cultural importance heritage for Italy that was quite unpredictable so it's very important to pre-plan carefully the application of this legislation as well. Julia this has been
0: a delight thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It has been a pleasure discussing these art law topics with you and to our listeners out there thanks for listening and if you have any follow-up questions please feel free to reach out.